0: Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, a podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub.
1: Hello, and welcome to a new episode of Field Days. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by my co host and 2016 Father of the Year award nominee, Chris Gouts. Welcome to the show, Chris.
2: <laughs> Thank you. I'm not sure what, what uh, caused that new nickname, but uh, I'll take it.
1: Well, I'll you know, take I always it. see that you're taking care of your kids when they're sick, and you're always home with them and, you know, doing uh, extracurricular activities, so it looks like you're, you're Father of the Year. So, uh, congratulations, man.
2: Well, thank you. I, I do work, too. I do I do, go to work.
1: So, today is going to be exciting. Today, we're going to talk with some FOA staff uh, who just went through their oath ceremony. They're new agents. They completed their oath ceremony, and now they're going to go back to their offices and get a caseload and start doing the good work in FOA. So why don't we go to them right now and listen to Deputy Director Marlon and talk to the group.
3: Welcome aboard, we're glad you're all here. Um, I certainly want you to be safe and that's our top priority and primary concern because we're gonna be dealing with people that have done some bad things and could be potentially dangerous, so be safe. But I want you to do more than just a good job. I want you to go out there and make a difference, a positive difference. In people's lives, and I know you can do that. That offender success is long-term public safety, and so that's the way we kind of view it: is helping people be successful, overcome their drug and alcohol addictions, their mental health issues. Some of you said that you've dealt with that in the past. I mean, when you when you dig down deep into it, um, those are the things that are pushing crime in most uh, cities in Michigan, in most cities across this country, uh, primarily um, substance abuse. You know, as we travel across the state and we look at the opioid uh, issue and the heroin issue and now people are starting to talk about it. I mean, we knew about it, um, you know, just from obviously being on the front line several years ago, but now you see the governor talking about it. You see the president talking about it. You see other states talking about it. You see uh, cases highlighted in the media where people who have never committed a crime and had an injury And get addicted to you know painkillers now spread to heroin and then they're overdosing and dying on fentanyl and so a lot of that substance abuse is pushing the crime across the state and so uh, helping people address that helping them with you know cognitive treatment helping them with housing um, uh, mentors strong support group transportation all the things that we fund now through reentry helping them find success uh, can really, in our opinion, be the best form of public safety, so I' encourage you um, to do that and, and never forget that what a tremendous impact that you can have a few years ago uh, with our prior director. we traveled around the state, every um, you know county hosted like a reentry site meeting, and there were um, there were offenders there that um, Either were on parole and being successful, or had dis- discharged off parole, and this is after you know repeated parole terms. And so we go around, and I talk to them. They'd be off on the side, and I'd say, you know, what was it this time that allowed you to complete your parole and be successful? And, and it, you know, I said, we went everywhere, and almost in every single circumstance, you know, it wasn't like, oh, uh, you know, my fa- my family or. Uh, I got a job, or my uncle helped me out, or, or this, or my wife, or a girlfriend. In almost every single circumstance, they named one specific Department of Corrections employee. This is the reason I'm successful. And it was, sometimes it was a corrections officer, but probably 80% of the time it was their parole agent. And they said, that you know, the, the reentry services you have, and then this specific person is the reason I'm successful right now. So you can have a tremendous impact on individuals individual lives. And, you know, the director kind of wants us looking more at the front end. We've done a lot of things with lowering recidivism, funding reentry to impact the parole population. So now we're trying to shift to the front end. So we've made changes in community corrections and how we're going to fund programs across the state to target, you know, truly prison-bound people that focus on their specific needs uh, and get our Uh, FOA staff more involved in that. I mean, you all are going to be the ones writing the PSIs. Your office supervisors are going to know what the needs are in their county, so they need to have a more active voice when the local community corrections advisory board is crafting a plan to address those needs and requesting funding from the department.
1: Well, hopefully everyone enjoyed listening to a behind-the-scenes account of what was said at the new agents' oath ceremony. And now let's actually go to one of the new agents. His name is Matt Allman. So we can hear him actually take his oath and then we'll talk to Matt about the ceremony and what drove him to this profession.
4: I pledge to carry out the mission of the Michigan Department of Corrections by promoting the success of our offenders while holding them accountable. I am committed to working collaboratively with corrections staff and community partners, providing support to the circuit courts as well as rehabilitative opportunities and reentry assistance for offenders under our supervision. I will maintain the highest standards of conduct, act as a role model for offenders, and always work to improve the image of the Department of Corrections through my actions both professionally and personally. I will consistently demonstrate my commitment to the organization, my colleagues, and the people of the state of Michigan whom I serve.
1: Thank you. Well, Chris, you know, I'm excited today to have on Matt Allman. Matt's a new field agent in Berrien County. He's in the parole office over there. He started January 2nd, 2017. And before that, Matt worked in the Ottawa Circuit Court as a collections agent before making the jump over here to corrections. So I'm excited to have Matt on today.
4: Well, when I graduated from Grand Valley, I graduated with a criminal justice degree. And um, this was always where I wanted to be. When I graduated, I always wanted to do something with probation parole, and I knew DOC was... The number one place that I wanted to be, I wanted to do that, and um, I was lucky, and I got an internship at the Circuit Court in Ottawa County, and they hired me directly after I graduated. So I kind of put that on hold for a while while I kind of did that, and but I always knew I wanted to be here. So, so you like your I love my office. Say hi to everybody, actually. Jenny, Matt Clayton, um, Dan Spiegel, Shaton uh, Tucker who's a pretty new agent also, yeah, yeah. and uh, Scott Wade, my um, supervisor, Mark Carpenter, the new supervisor, Kelly Gorham, Janice McConaughey, uh, Thomas Jardine and Robbie Johnson, uh, Aaron Hunter and Mike Kelty
1: Man, Chris, you know, Matt gave some really good info about why he likes this job, what he wants to do with his career, and he actually gave some really good shout-outs to his, his peeps and his staff over there at the Varian County Poll Office. But let's find out real quick what Matt liked about Deputy Director Maryland's speech.
4: Um, well, one of the things that many of the deputy directors uh, touched on was the, the impact you have on an individual level. Um, that's one thing that I've always felt was very important to make sure that, you know, you can have that broad success, you can have that personal success, but you only have that personal success if you make sure the people you are supervising and make sure that the people you're working with are successful in that aspect as well. What it boils down to is offender success is, is that very basic term. It's the success of the people who are re-entering the community to, to parole. And um, the best way to impact public safety is to make sure that those offenders are successful in a legal way. I think it was the part about getting to the individual making sure that you know offender success is is successful only if we can customize and make sure that each individual person we supervise is is, is successful and making sure that they get everything they need to be successful you know and and having the tools and know-how to be able to affect that
1: well i want to thank matthew for coming on and sharing his experience in the new being a new agent and going through um, the the o ceremony but you know chris we got a lot of feedback. We talked about last time about um, you know jazzing up the podcast and not putting people to sleep. Unfortunately for you, my friend, um, we got a lot of feedback this time too. They, they said you were too funny. So maybe maybe you need to calm it down in this episode and not you know not talk so much. Maybe we need to talk more about CMU. We need to calm it down and be kind of boring. So let's talk about CMU or. Maybe your collection of uh, podcasts of 1800s presidents. I, I, don't, I don't know. Let's, let's, let's just calm it down here and not be, you gotta, you gotta not be so
2: funny, Chris. Well, since you brought it up, I won't talk about CMU, but I will talk about sports. Okay. And I'm going to give you a quiz. Okay. What does the MDOC and Reading Rainbow have in common?
1: Oh, man. Um, that's, a, that's, a, that's a very good question. I'm trying to think on the top of my head right now because I know we just had a hockey game. Uh, between East and West and we are MDOC people, but I don't think that uh, yeah, Reading Rainbow you're, would be anywhere you're, you're, in that. You're, so. you're, way, you're
2: way off. Okay, So because, because this week is opening day for the Tigers, I wanted to talk about the most famous Detroit Tiger that ever had a connection with the MDOC, and that would be Ron LaFleur. And the connection to Reading Rainbow is that there was a television movie starring LeVar Burton of Reading Rainbow Who played uh, Ron LaFleur in a TV movie called One in a Million The Ron LaFleur Story? So, if people don't remember, this was a prisoner in the 70s who got a. who the uh, manager of the Tigers at the time saw, heard about came and saw him play in prison he had never even played baseball before until he was in prison and he got the attention of the tigers and they gave him a tryout and he ended up playing many seasons uh for the detroit tigers and was actually uh quite good he had more than a thousand hits in his career almost 500 stolen bases so uh Congrats to him, and, and just a way for us to recognize uh, Opening Day for the Tigers and the start of baseball season with a, a little bit of a baseball connection, along with Reading rainbow.
1: Well, that, that was a, that was a good uh, that was a good trivia question. I appreciate that. I would have never got that. I could have said it for an hour. and never got that, but um, I, I am familiar with Ron the Floor. So yes, I, he's he's been on the radio talking about his experience many many times. I've listened to so uh, good trivia question. Maybe we should m- pull that into every every uh, podcast to get a little trivia to get people um, engaged in, in, in answering some questions. But, you know, here's, here's a heads up for next week's podcast, Chris, in case you didn't know. Because I know you're here 24-7, basically. But it is spring break. There is a lot of people off, including maybe myself. Uh, so we're going to have, we're going to do a replay of a popular episode. And that popular episode is, wait for it, up to everyone listening right now. So if you have a most favorite field days podcast please send that using the hashtag ask field days on twitter or you can email chris or myself and give us that favorite episode and the, and the winner that gets the most votes will be the replay episode next week on april 11th so make sure you uh either use the hashtag ask field days on twitter or email chris and i and we'll make sure to play that uh, most favorite episode, everybody.
2: Or if you just see us around, just yell at us and say, hey, dummy, play this one. That's a good That's a good idea, You too. can do that, too.
1: Yeah. So, Chris, we, we have a new segment today. So we just, we just listened to the director and a new agent. With, and the, let's get to our new segment that I think is going to be interesting and uh, fun for everybody to listen to. What's, what's, what's that all about?
2: Well, you know, we've had Holly Kramer on before who does the Corrections Connection newsletter, and we've had her on before to talk about what's coming up in the newsletter. And so we're going to go to a new format from now on where uh, she's going to incorporate uh, some of the interviews that she does. That she's going to record those, and she's going to put that all together and package it in a way that we're going to be doing in future episodes of the podcast. So it's a little bit different style uh, than what you're used to, and she's going to talk about what's in the March uh, edition of the newsletter, uh, and we hope you enjoy it. we're in, Well, we hope you do because we're going to keep doing it. <laughs> From now on because we, we like it and we hope that you do too.
0: Think about this. When you go to the doctor with a problem, maybe a sore throat or chronic pain, your treatment isn't the same every time. Doctors might run tests, talk about your symptoms, and consider your medical history. There's a specific diagnosis and a course of treatment established by a team of providers. Ultimately, the problem is evaluated to find and treat the underlying cause so you're better off in the long run. That's how Kalamazoo County Circuit Judge Gary Jaguer looks at sentencing to address the causes of criminal behavior and prevent reoffense. And it's why an in depth look at individual offenders with the help of tools like the department's compass assessment is so important. It helps identify offender needs so supervision and treatment can be tailored to meet them. I feel much better about matching offenders to resources in the community to better supervise them. That's Jaguer. His courtroom was one of the first in the state to use the department's compass assessment during sentencing. The department has been using compass for more than a decade, but has recently started introducing it to courtrooms for a pilot that's expanding to additional counties this year. Not everyone was a fan of the idea of using a tool like compass in court, at least not at first. Prosecutors thought it would result in lighter sentences, defense attorneys thought there would be stiffer penalties, and judges thought it might impact their discretion, but Jaguar sees the positive side. It has changed the sentencing process uh, for the better. Uh, I think that qualitatively I'm making better decisions with regard to the people that I'm placing on supervision. Want to find out more about how Compass is being used in court? Read about it in the March edition of the Corrections Connection newsletter.
2: All right, as always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review.
1: You can always follow the department on Facebook at MI Corrections and on Twitter at MichiganDOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOCFOA and the CFA account at MDOCCFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time... Thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.